0: Hey, nice people, Phil Yanov here with the Tech After Five podcast, and I've got just a note before we get into the episode. It might look like we have taken a holiday break, but nothing could be further from the truth. We have a bunch of brand new episodes, including episodes for season three that are coming up. So uh, you should be seeing regular releases from us now in the new year, and we will very quickly be sharing with you all of the cool stuff and wonderful guests that we have brought on for season three of the podcast. But you're probably saying, great, we're back. Uh, But you can also help us right in in, and of this moment. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like. That helps us a lot. And why not share us with your podcast savvy friends? We would like to know more people, and there's no way you can help us more than by sharing this with your friends along with a kind word. So pick one of those episodes out of the back catalog and let your friends know that you enjoy the Tech After Five podcast and you think they would enjoy it too. Thanks a lot. And now here. Is our episode. Hey, this is Phil Yanov with the Tech After Five podcast. So you're thinking about writing a book let me tell you, I've thought about it too. And in fact, my uh, friend and co-host Scott Pfeiffer here, he has thought about it as well. And uh, what's most interesting to me is that something has recently changed his thinking about it and maybe even spurred him to action. And uh, I'm intrigued. I thought you might be intrigued. And so that's why we're talking about it today. So, you know, uh, wasn't that uh, Seneca, it might have been Socrates, sorry to mess these guys up, but one of them said wise men write books. I mean, it seems like the right kind of uh, thing we ought to be doing. It seems like uh, you know, a book allows you to transcend time and place, right? I mean, it allows people access to your thinking even when they're not in the room with you. It's a way for them to kind of get access to what is on your mind uh, across time, right? And uh, thinking about both Seneca and Socrates, right? We, we are thinking and considering their ideas thousands of years later. So there must be some value in it. And if those wise guys said it, I think these wise guys ought to be talking about it. This is my friend, Scott Pfeiffer.
1: Hey, Scott. Hey, Phil. It's always great to be here with you, buddy.
0: Yeah. I Well, I'm glad that you see think about it that way because that's the way I think about it. Uh But I am super intrigued because it was you who just uh, two weeks ago, I guess, told me, said, Hey, you know what? I came across something and it just changed. My idea. So basically, first off, let's, you know, if we're telling a bridging story, let's tell a little bit of a bridging story because you and I are both in the same, same kind of place or have been in the same kind of place where we thought, you know, I had to write a book. And then you would noodle at it for a while and then not write the book. And then we, you know, we, you know, we probably have pages of notes. I certainly do. I think you probably even more so, you know. I'm, I know that one of my issues is I'm more of a talker than a writer. So my thing is, it's super easy for me to have a whole pile of conversations, record these podcasts. That's been the way that I've done the thing out in the world. But I've, you know, crystallizing that requires a little bit of different kind of thing that I I do sometimes, but not others. Um, so this whole thing has intrigued me because I think there are a couple of things I would like to get about. So I am here to pull inspiration from you. So um, first off, let's start I, let me I got that right right you you have noodled at this for a while without actually taking a lot of action on it
1: yeah since 2015 probably I've really been interested in writing a book I have started and not finished but have significant numbers of words uh, into at least three maybe four books um, as I get different ideas and I write parts of it. But it's always bogged down, and I've never finished until, hopefully, uh, first quarter of 2021. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's still back in that back piece, because I want people to understand and see themselves in the story, because I certainly see myself in that, right? Um, You're thinking, you know, you start, I mean, here we are, we're excited, we start a thing, and then it kind of bogs down. What do you think is happening in that process that causes you not to finish it?
1: Well, I was looking on it as such a large project. You know I was looking at the the big business books that are out there. Um, and I was thinking, you know, eighty thousand to a hundred thousand words, you know, something a big, hefty, kind of uh, um, good to great size, hardcover business book. And um, I would start by making an outline, which I think is a great first step. And then I would just start plugging in text into the outline, and I just found that I'm, I am a succinct writer, and generating 80,000 words, I just, I had parts I couldn't finish, I ran out of things to say, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. It just became too big of a task, and I yeah, would so set much- it aside.
0: So I'm just going to dive in. I mean, cause you're a good thinker and I think I feel like you're a good writer too. I mean, you and I have tossed stuff that we've both written back and forth and I always feel like I might be reading a first draft, but the thinking is good. We might play with the words, but the thinking is good. Let's get this to where we want it to be. Right. Um, but in your head, I mean, why would just stop? I mean, there's, you know, again, I think it's too big. Is there anything else inside of you? I mean, mean, are there other stories that you might have had inside your head that kept you from getting to the end?
1: You know, I think that we all have resistance, right? And as you write, especially if you're writing something that you think is going to be published to a lot of people, you think, why me? Who's going to read this? Why would they care? What are they going to think about me? Is this useful use of my time? blah 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 and then of course you get busy uh, you know things are going well and you're super busy and taking time off of your busy schedule to keep working on it you just i think with a, an 80 to you know an 80,000 to 100,000 120,000 word book you're giving resistance an awful lot of time to jump on your back you can change his bad.
0: attacks, right? Does, <laughs> just one day he's like
1: here and the next day he's Multiple over there. avenues he- of approach. Yeah. I mean, it just, for me, I found that to be, I found that to be insurmountable. Now, I know other people that have cranked out some books that big. And of course, one of the big resistances to me in writing that big book is I, once my succinct thoughts on the subject were out and I'm trying to put in filler, the resistance just gets worse and worse because now I'm like, well, this is just garbage.
0: Yeah. So I, I think that's certainly it, right? One of the stories is I get into this, I'm excited about it at the beginning, but then the thing is big and I go, I don't know about that. And then uh, maybe it was, I'm going to use this thing to generate more business, but right now I've got all the business I really need, so why bother finishing it there? Cool. Um and then uh, I heard another story inside there, and I'm just going to pull it out. It might not have been a real significant one for you, but it's certainly one I've heard before, which is you kind of start with the idea, I'm going to write this book, and then you go, well, who would read this? Uh, you know, it's like, right. I, I mean, I mean, and if I don't have a bunch of people pat me on the back every day saying that's genius work, and I really right. need more of that, I mean, I, I might not have the, uh, the energy I need to continue forward, because the thing is, I mean you know, writing a book take can take a while, right? I mean, there's some there is effort in there. And the thing is, I mean, the people who have been through this know that a good book is not really written once, you know, you write it once, and then someone goes through that with a draft with you. I mean, people are helping you, and you're getting other ideas. And then other folks may say, well, wait a second, this doesn't quite make sense. And you might want to rearrange this that so there are, there's multiple passes in this, because in the end, you want your ideas to be something that are ready to be
1: digested by an audience. Right. I mean, I mean, I had a professor one time that told me, and I think this is a, I don't think they made it up. I think it's something people say, but they told me it stuck with me when this person said it, which was, there is no good writing. There's only good rewriting. Right. Um, and that's always, you know, I've always thought about that when I write for money, I always like to have an editor. Um, that's my preferred way of working is that I'm going to write the, I'm going to write a draft and the editor's going to fix it, maybe send it back with notes, maybe just fix it. But right. uh, You know, I always think that that having a tandem or a team is very helpful. So right now I'm trying to get a first draft done so that I can get it out to some people who can read it and tell me, is it clear? What parts didn't make sense? What parts are too repetitive and too long? What do I need to add? What did I miss? So looking forward to that part of the process. I think that part of the process, which is collaborative, will be easier because it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. I I think that might well be the case, right? So here's the thing, you are further along than you've ever been in any of your projects before because somebody else's thinking uh, got into your head and changed your mind about the task. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I was just perusing twitter one morning i guess and came across somebody i follow who writes books teaches classes about writing books and they said they had a little post or whatever that i clicked through twitter and read and it was about um don't try to write one of these big 80,000 word business books um they're mostly full of filler anyway uh, his idea was, you're much better off writing four 15,000-word books or 20,000-word books than one 120,000-word book. Uh, they're shorter. You have more things on Amazon to sell. They're, and you can keep them tight. You, know, you don't have to feel like you need a lot of fluff in there to add page count. You can, you can keep them real um, helpful and succinct and tight. And that is more me and and sort of immediately appealed to me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I certainly have heard it said that most business books could be all their core ideas would fit on five pages, right? Uh, and we've seen there's a whole industry around people who just write shorter versions of bigger books. And then people go read the short version of those books, right? There's a whole pile of things out there, but uh, you know, we like the idea of you, Scott Pfeiffer, being the original author of some synthesis of ideas, things that you have brought together. You know, you're well-read, you've you've thought about these things deeply, it's a chance for you to expose what you are thinking. And one of the blocks was, oh my God, I don't want to come up with 60,000 words, or I think that's just too much. And, you know, quite frankly, it's quite probably a service to the reader for you to say, Listen, there's stuff we got to do, but I'm going to get to the point of this thing so that you can go take action on it.
1: Yeah, you know, and part of there's been a lot of different strands that have woven through that ended up in that eureka moment. But now that now that it's here, I can go back and see them and pull them out. Like one of them was when uh, Henry was telling us, "I like this these books about uh, philosophy." Um, but is there like a more of a how-to guide? And you, of course, recommended Field Guide to a Happy Life, which I recently read. So I think that was kind of back in there. A short, really action-oriented how-to book, right? Boom. Very well written. And then there's some books that we've always enjoyed, which are just like this. Short, 15 to 20,000 words, totally action-oriented or idea-oriented. And that would be all of the... Um,
0: Pressfield books,
1: yeah? Yeah. Pressfield right. books. I'm gonna, I was just War guessing of that's art. where you're headed,
0: but books yeah. that we have loved that were like right on point. Every, every page is quotable in those things, it feels like.
1: Exactly. So, what I once I read that, of course, immediately thought of the Pressfield books. And what I did was I went and got one of the Pressfield books, War of Art. And I went and did a Google Doc and I sized the page exactly the same size as Pressfield's book. I tried to pick. I wanted. Uh, I tried to look to see what font he used. Sometimes in a book, people say, "Hey, I, this is the font I used." Couldn't find that. Couldn't find online anywhere. But I went and did some research on what fonts people like for business books. Put the fonts in. Put the header sizes in. And then I just went through his book and I laid it out. Okay, he has a title page. He has a this page. He has a that page. As this, here's right. how we did it. And um, so that was sort of like my uh, my go by guide for the layout of the thing. So now I have it laid out like that. I can see what it looks like on the page. Um, and I I did the way I normally do it. I did a, an outline. Right. And now I'm just, I can write sort of one chapter at a time. And what I'm doing is I'm writing a chapter, writing another chapter, writing another chapter. And then I'll go back and rewrite a chapter and then I'll rewrite it again. So I'm doing probably three or four rewrites of each chapter as I go and just trying to add helpful things and make it more action oriented with each rewrite, you know, here's why, here's how kind of thing.
0: Right. No, I think, I think that's great. I mean, you know, things that you needed to move you forward. So, um, so where are you on that journey so far? Like I said, I think I've heard you say that you're further along than you've ever been. How far are you now?
1: Probably about uh, eleven thousand words into uh, what I hope is going to be fifteen to eighteen thousand. I've got a couple of sections I need to do the first draft on. Uh, my next project, which I have, what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll decide: Am I going to write a section? You know, what what do I feel? What's what's kind of buzzing around in my brain? Right. Um. And so sometimes I'll write a new section. Sometimes I'll rewrite a section. Uh, but I try to just pick one thing each. No, I'm not writing every day, but I'm writing a couple of times a week. And um, so right now I'm going to rewrite the section on keeping good business records. And so I went into the major document. I took what I have. I put it in a separate word and it's up on my computer. And when I get the time and, and everything together, I'm going to sit down and spend an hour or two and rewrite that section again and then plug it back into the master document. So that's kind of the idea. Then once I have the full thing written uh where I've gone through several drafts and I kind of like it, it'll be time to send it out to folks like you and Richard Bliss has offered to read it for me and um probably get a yeah. couple other people and and ask, you know, what doesn't make sense, what needs expanded on, what's too repetitive, and what did I miss? What can I add? Right. Um yeah. No, but it, go ahead. Yeah, then I've recruited Henry and Claire to help. Henry is helping with uh the layout he's doing. I've got some diagrams and things like that that he's going to help me. Uh, he's better at that stuff than I am, so I I draw them out on a piece of paper and send them to him, and he creates them and sends them back to me to plug in. And then Claire has actually been working on Richard Bliss's new book, um, helping him. And so she's uh, thank you, Richard. Appreciate you teaching Claire how to do all this. She's going to help me with all the information, all the stuff that she learned from him. But uh, Amazon's got some great new tools where you can publish on Kindle and in paperback, print on demand, sort of in the same wave. Uh, So we're probably going to do that. And I'll probably get Henry to do the cover art for me. So it'll be a Pfeiffer team uh, event.
0: Yeah, well, having some talented allies, that's always helpful, right?
1: Um, maybe uh, Maybe that's what I've been waiting for for the last five years was my kids to grow up and acquire skills so they could help me.
0: Yeah. The ones I need. So you got a team. Well, yeah. So the thing is it was, it was a thing. I mean, there's all of that bit, right? But you'd have gone and found that at some point eventually, but the thing of you, the bit, the you part is the most important piece of this. Whereas you have to, uh, I want to say commit, but it was something else. Something had to change about what you saw yourself doing with your day that says, I'm going to reach in and I'm going to go, I'm going to create these pages, right? I'm going to go do these things. And, you know, it makes me think a little bit, I mean, you know, of course, we all know people who write like machines, right? I mean, we know that, you know, having read through all the Pressfield books, he describes his routines. I mean, that Stephen Pressfield, War of Art, um, do it. I mean, he's several of this we, we have talked about over time, but in those, you know, he, uh, uh, he has just laid out his material and said, this is the way we work. Don't wait for the muse, go to the muse, you know, do that kind of right. stuff. So those things have changed for you. You know, you decided to one, one of his mechanisms was what be professional, right? Stop being an amateur turning yeah. pro was the name of that book. Right? right. I kind of pull that. I, I think of uh, two and a guy who is in our circle a little bit. I mean, just folks, we've, talked about, you know, Ryan Holiday, you know, his whole thing is he says he writes two pages a day. All I need to do is turn out two pages a day. He said, if I turn out two pages a day, I know I will get to the end. And then the rewrite for him, he said, is not nearly as painful as it was staring at the blank page. Those are my words, not his, but he's talked about his process uh, at the end of one of his other books. So his things just get out two pages a day. Um, So you got into that mode. So for you, it sounds to me like the big takeaway from your reading, the thing that was transformational for you, and we've tried this a bunch of times, right? But a thing that was transformational was you realized that the obstacle wasn't what you thought it was. It wasn't an 80,000-word book. It's a 20,000-word book or something like that.
1: Yeah, for me, that was that was the key. Right. I mean, so I, I have reasons I want to write a book. Um, it helps me clarify my thinking. I can reach a larger audience. It can be a um, service, sort of the text or a, or background material for a for a uh, mastermind. And so the fact that you and I are launching a mastermind on a related topic to this kind of right. spurred me on. But if you're going to write a book to be your calling card or to reach people and, and you're not expecting it to make, you know, I'm not expecting this to make money, a lot of money. It may be may, may, may a little money, but it's not going to make a lot of money. If you're going to do that, how much time can you put into a project that's just background basically, right? Uh, and if it's an 80 to 120,000 word book, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of opportunity cost sunk into one asset. That's not a generating, a revenue generating asset. Yeah. Certainly not for the amount of time you're going to spend. Whereas with a 15, 20,000 word book, it's, that's a lot less opportunity cost, right?
0: Well, there's certainly that. And the thing is, it allows you to get to the done state quicker and it allows you, to, if you're going to run multiple experiments, if you said, look, I, I don't think this is the last book I'm ever going to write. I just need it to be the first book I ever write. And I need right. it to get done. That's right. And so yeah. I need to move the barriers around, move the goals around in such a place that right. I can get this done. And I am changing my mind. It's like I cannot use as a go to plan or say go buy, sorry, go buy plan. What does it take to create a New York Times bestseller? Because that really wasn't my goal. My right. goal was to crystallize my thinking. I'm not trying to write a bestseller. I'm trying to write a really good thinker so that it can communicate those good thinking ideas to other people. Right. That's
1: exactly right. And you know, it helped me in my consulting practice, I can help four companies at a time, maybe. Right. With a book, maybe I can help a lot more people. Right. right. Yeah. So that's that's a that's attractive to me.
0: Right. So I think that's a that is a good key idea that there is a different way to go about creating a book. And the thing is, I'm, I, if you want to go write a New York Times bestseller, guess what? There are pa- plans and patterns for doing that kind of stuff. It's not that results are assured, but there are plans and patterns for doing that, and that is a different path. But if you want to crystallize your thinking into a place where you can pull it together get it to where you understand it, a, The a reader can understand it on their first pass, right? And then go apply those ideas in their lives or business. Then that's a different set of materials altogether. That's a different bit of training that you need to do uh, and a different exercise. And you'll end up with a different product, one of which can be super valid, super valuable to you.
1: Yeah. And I will say, you know, the, proto books that i've worked on since 2015 that's not been useless time creating those books doing the outlines writing the sections i've written have crystallized my thinking and made me a better consultant in every one of the areas where i've worked on those things because i mean writing writing a book is like teaching someone something you know you have to understand it when i was in graduate school we had a uh a small group where we helped each other. And I would find that th- there might be a topic you think, you know, it but then you try to explain it to somebody else and you realize there are holes in your thinking that you didn't even know existed and you have to right. crystallize. And same thing with this, right? As you write, you write it down and you're like, well, that, that doesn't quite make sense or what about this part? And you, you just get better and better at it. So it's a, it is a valuable exercise in and of itself, I think.
0: Yeah. No, uh, something to be learned at every way. And you've got, certainly you've got the credit for that by having all that knowledge inside your head. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as we kind of take this and sort of lay these ideas out for someone else to apply to their process, um, you know, it's the, there's a, the obstacle is not what you think it is. You know, the stories you're telling yourself are probably not serving you towards getting this done. And as we always believe that there is, um, People need you. It is time for you to go build your campfire. And if you think that a book is one of those central pieces around which you can build a campfire and people can come to your way of thinking, again, it allows you to build it across time and space in a way almost nothing else does, right? I mean, yeah. this is lo- this allows people access to your thinking while you sleep. This allows people access to your thinking in a way that they can deep think About what you're doing, right? It's not just passing through. It's not them just listening as they go in the car. It's them being able to take it page by page and flip back and forth. And I don't care whether that's Kindle or paper, that's up to you. But I mean, but they can flip back and forth. They can take notes. They can take highlights. They can share it with other people if that's what they want to do. But there's just this can be done in you. And one of the ways is to move what you think that goal is. And then, you know, as you are doing is to, you've created an understandable plan for yourself. You know what the next step is for where you are. In fact, you probably know it for each step of the way, but there's no reason for you in this moment to go, I have no idea what to do next. And this is why I got stuck. You do know what to do
1: next. That's right. And, you know, for me, where, you know, with resistance being such a big part of why I failed on those other books, uh, shortening into a smaller task is almost like um, getting through hell before the devil knows you're there, right? Right.
0: Yeah, I like that idea. Before he knows you're there, excellent. The idea, though, I it's right. It's to uh, it's to get to heaven. May you may you be in heaven before the devil knows you're dead. <laughs> Yeah. May your soul be in heaven before the devil knows you're dead. That's that old Irish saying, but yeah, it's poof. You just passed right by it. Very good for you. Yeah. Um, all right. I hope that this is a, I'm hoping that we're delivering something that people can use for themselves, right. A set of plans some ideas uh, that they can understand that this obstacle might be different. And uh, you know, we're, uh, we're probably a little bit early for us to, for the, us to tell them the title of your book and how to go get it. We can come to that later. But uh, the fact is that we are able to go ahead and you can join us as we talk about what your journey is in this and maybe you'll have a journey of your own. and we'd love to hear you know what you're working on. I certainly have friends who've written books. Um, yeah. and I think there's a opportunity for other folks to take their thinking and put it out for the world to participate in. So thank you for uh, sharing this. And I hope this is uh, useful to the audience. They can go off and try this for themselves.
1: Yeah, I hope so too.
0: All right, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Scott, um, they can't get your book yet, but they can find you online. You know, Like you said, you're not taking a bunch of new clients, but if someone really, really needed you, maybe they could talk you into it. How would they start that conversation?
1: Yeah. So I'm full up on consulting clients at the moment, but I am doing uh, one in two day strategic planning retreats for companies. So you can uh, help, I can help you with that. I can help you with uh, partnership planning, um, you know, one-off kind of things like that. I, I have some good ideas around how to build an effective partnership. Yeah. Um, Phil and I are going to start a, an entrepreneur's mastermind. So, if you're a tech entrepreneur and that's interesting to you, you can reach out with that, but you can find me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn where I'm Scott Pfeiffer. And you can often find me at tech after five Greenville.
0: All right. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll, all of those ways, I mean, Scott kind of, you know, you can find Scott in all those ways and certainly you can find us or connect with us through tech after five. Now, what does that mean? You can attend one of our events, which right now are all on zoom calls. So guess what? We can bring real live connections, quality stuff, energetic, exciting, fun event right to your desk, right? All you're going to do is sit down and launch the call and hang out with us. And we do this for every city and we've got some other stuff as well so come hang out with us and you do that at techafter5.com or T-A and the figure 5.com come join us and uh, then you can find out about that and you can of course you're already listening to the podcast or you're watching it either one and uh, find out a bunch of the other stuff that we've got going on including some of our new training and our new masterminds and our old masterminds so there's ways for you to to join with us in a bunch of ways but start that by coming and finding out about us at techafter5.com five.com. I'm Phil Yanov. We'll see you next time.